Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, hey, everyone. Today, I'm going to be talking with holistic time strategist and coach Becca Rich. She works with conscious entrepreneurs and self-employed folks who want to spend their time more aligned with their core values so they can do more of what brings them joy and grow their business with ease. With her engineering background, yoga and mindfulness training expertise and lived experience growing up in a family of entrepreneurs, she knows how challenging it can be in our culture to put the to-do list down and spend quality time with people and things you love. Becca firmly believes in the power of value-based time spending to help business owners say goodbye to internalized hustle culture and hello to the new and better way of living and getting things done. You can find her over at theholistictimecoach.com. And without further intro, I'm going to hop straight into this interview because it's filled with fantastic nuggets and I'm so excited for you to hear them. Well, hey, Becca, I am so excited to have this conversation with you. For those of you who are listening, Becca and I first met each other about a year ago, actually, and we were in the same mastermind. And it's always a joy for me to speak with somebody else who doesn't have this desire to work 80-hour work weeks. And you and I obviously come at this from slightly different lives, <laughs> lifestyles, I should say. But we both have the same kind of general idea that we shouldn't have to work a full-time schedule to earn the kind of income and have the life that we want. Yeah, for sure. I always love connecting with with folks on on this and I'm glad to have this conversation with you today. And yeah, I think it's like perfect timing. We met a year ago and now we get to hang out again on Zoom for a little bit. So I'm just really grateful for this opportunity. So thank you for having me on. So I'm Really excited for you to kind of dive into the idea around time scarcity and what it can do in general for for your life, and for your business. And I, I'm going to preface this a little bit. I used to be someone who did work more or less full-time hours on my business. And then when we decided to have our second son, I didn't want to be stressed out. I was stressed out and working like well over 40 hours a week when we had our first son because he was not planned. And it just it did not make for an enjoyable newborn or baby time period for me. So when we decided to do that, I pulled my business way, way back. And, you know, it costs some money to be in business. You need tools, you need support, right? But I was down to like $100 a month or less in like monthly revolving subscriptions. Literally, you could not have gotten any more bare bones than what I was doing at that time. And, and you know, I'm not in that place right now. I you know, I'm working more again, I'm doing things. But one thing I I learned in that process is that a lot of the things I was doing to fill a 40-hour work week were really just busy work. And they didn't have as much effect on my actual business as I thought they did. So when I did come back to my business more intentionally after our second child was was a little bit older, I was like, how can I do this in a way where I'm not working so much Every bit of work I am doing is intentional. It's not just busy work. It's not just, you know, browsing on Facebook and calling it research, right? <laughs> I just, I didn't want to do any of, of that stuff. And I still today find myself falling into some of those traps on occasion. And it's like something you need to be self-aware about. But I also, and this, this happened to me a lot this summer, I was starting to feel very resentful of some of my motherhood duties. This is a choice that I made 
I chose to set my schedule up like this. There's no one that told me I couldn't put my kids in full-time daycare and, and work however long I wanted to. I made this choice, but also I was starting to feel very resentful this summer of not being able to work as much as I wanted to. And, and part of it was I was dealing with some kind of heavy things in my family life and work seemed like a really good way to avoid that, which is super unemotional or unhealthy emotionally, right? But you know, I did have the self-awareness to notice that. And also I, I have to always come to terms with the idea that I chose my schedule and it's hard. Yeah, it is. And what you mentioned is like, it is always self-awareness journey, like every single moment, it doesn't end. And that's why it can get really exhausting and laborious to like, be so intentional with time. Sometimes we do want to just check out. Sometimes we do want to work and like, you know, phase out emotionally from heavier things that are happening in our personal lives. And yeah, like, I just want to say thank you for sharing a little bit deeper into where you're at in your own journey. Like I'll, you know, share mine just to preface as well. Like I'm not a mom, I'm a digital nomad. And so I travel quite a bit you know, I burned out when I was an engineer. And so before I even started my business, I had this foundation of how I wanted to spend my time and how to make my core values aligned with my schedule. So when I started my business, I definitely fell into traps of like, more on the business side of of I need to work in order to get clarity but it was still my values to not work a lot. And so I started my business. And since I've started my business, my schedule has been working three days a week. And so I never went through that period of work, 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 work. I definitely like went through periods of like trying to figure my business out and, and like get more clarity and like all of that around my messaging and how I would help people. But, you know, most of the time for business owners, we think that we have to wait until one day. We have a huge team. We have a ton of money. We have like all of these things in order to spend our time how we want to and not feel like so stretched thin and time scarcity, what we'll talk about and and all of that. And so I just like tell my story to say that it's possible to start wherever you are today in order to start aligning your core values with your time. And I'm, I'm really grateful for you to share your journey, Brittany, with, uh, with me and like with this conversation, because like every person is unique. And that is really great. Like I said, one of the reasons that I was excited for this conversation, you have chosen a three day work week by choice. And it's because of what you want to do with the rest of the time in your life, you know, you're working to live, not living to work, right? You know, I have chosen this because I want to be a present mother in a way that works for my family. And also, I spend a fair amount of time on other things. Like I spend a lot of time at the gym. <laughs> it makes me happy. You know what I mean? So like, these are all choices that you and I have both made. And and for some of the people listening, you know, maybe it's less choice. Maybe it's that they have a full-time day job and this is a, a side hustle for now. And they have limited time because of that. You know, maybe they have other things pulling at their strings. There are so many reasons this might come into play, but I think in the end, the same tools are going to help us all. Yes. Yeah. And that sort of brings me to like, what is time scarcity? Like what actually is time scarcity? Right. And, you know, generally speaking, it's a lack of time. And so it can happen in two ways that I see mindset, which is, you know, not gaslighting kind of mindset way. Like it's actually telling yourself all the time, I don't have time or it's 
real life, like real, you, like you said, if you have a nine to five, if you have, you know, all of these external reasons, accessibility, you know, family, all, all of these different reasons, those are the two main things that I, I see come up time and time again as to what is causing time scarcity in folks. And often it's a combination of both, right? Like, I think it, you know, it's not a black and white world. And so there's a lot of nuance when it comes to time and, and when it comes to time scarcity in specific, like, you know, there's so many external things that impact how we can spend our time and also our view, our thoughts, our feelings about time itself, about productivity, about ourselves in regards to those things really truly impact how we're able to feel about time and spend it. And yeah, like that's, that's kind of what you started to bring up is like these sort of like forces pulling and tugging, it feels like at times for folks. Well, and I think that's just kind of the nature of being in business for yourself, right? There's always going to be things that that pull at you. And actually, if I'm being honest, I don't think it's even just people who are in business for themselves. I remember when my father-in-law was working, he worked for the government in New York and he managed a federal building. He would go into work two hours early. He would like leave the house at 4.30 in the morning so he could get into work early because the rest of his day was filled with meetings. And I remember hearing that and definitely he's of a different generation, but I remember hearing that and I was like, why don't you just say no to the meetings? But, you know, like, cause that's my business owner point of view. I'm like I control my schedule. I would just say, no, you don't get to do that. But you know, he maybe didn't have that option. I don't, I don't know, but it was the only way for him to deal with those things tugging at his time. So, so we've all got that. Yeah, for sure. And it's funny that you brought that up. I also, I was an engineer for the government. And so we had so many meetings all day long and it was, I, I get it. Like, you, you know, the bureaucracy of, of nine to five in corporate or, you know, whatever is definitely one reason that like one thing that, that pulls in a lot of folks time and it, it does, it happens to everybody. The differences for business owners is that our time is, is valuable one of the most valuable precious assets in our businesses and we're in control we're in complete control over it obviously at the end of the day i believe that everybody has control over their time in a certain regards but business owners for sure have up like their own decision making and power around when they schedule meetings when they meet with clients when they do podcasts when they work when they're off like it, it's beautiful and also frightening for a lot of folks, especially when they transition out of nine to five. It's like this whole weight of responsibility, just like we have to work nine to five because that's what we're used to. And there's a whole, you know, deconditioning and, and stuff that happens around time in our schedules as well. You know, it's so interesting that you said, like, I have to work nine to five versus I get to work nine to five, right? And my work days the two main work days I have, they they are nine to five-ish. You know what I mean? Society puts certain containers in place. And by all means, I could work at 3 a.m. I'm just of no use to anyone at that time, realistically. So, you know, I could do that. I have, I have a friend who's she's like, yeah, I start work at about 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, I don't understand you. I mean, if it works, like, sure, enjoy. But I, I don't get that, <laughs> you know? That's why I've been scared to go to Europe, to be honest, because I'm like, I know I'm going to have to work like a little bit later and I'm a more more morning person. And so, yeah, that's like I'm a little like we'll see how that goes when I when I get to Europe. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would do all of that 
particular schedule either. So I understand. <laughs> yeah. No, just like going, thinking about, you know, I wanted to, to also chat with you about how you see it shows up within your own folks, your own community of like this time scarcity, like push and pull. It's like, you know, just generally speaking, you know, time scarcity shows up as rushing around, feeling stressed out, overwhelmed, like that paralysis, right? And like studies have shown that our prefrontal cortex literally shuts off when we experience stress, when we experience like this, this hyper, you know, arousal in our brain. And so we can't make marketing content that actually connects with human to human. We can't use our time. We can't make decisions on how we want to use our time, best use our time, um, when our brains actually shut off. And so before, you know, we get into some more tangible tips, like what do you see within your own community, your own folks around that? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, like for sure there. So I see two things. And I actually, while you were talking, I just looked it up because just this morning, I recorded a podcast episode for one of my solo episodes called Decision Fatigue Hurts Your Visibility. And it's so funny that you just, I mean, you actually just used the word decision right there. So we've got some some kismet going on here. But, you know, I, I see that happening all the time. And yes, you're right. Like, you know, all the, the context switching, our brains can't handle that. And I feel for my audience, most of them are deep in work, whether that's work outside of your business, work with clients in your business. And it's really hard to carve out time to show up and create marketing. It's hard to carve out time when your brain is firing on all cylinders to create something that's that's relevant and really going to hit home with your audience. And also... I'm really sick of hearing people say, I don't have time to show up for my business because we're not like Cinderella. You know, we're not going to have a fairy godmother go bibbity bobbity boo. Here's your marketing plan. And if you do find someone who can do that, it's not going to fit you. It's not going to fit your business. So you do need to put some time into that. And I, I mean, everyone hates talking about taxes, right? But the government for, you know, people who work a corporate job, right? The government takes your taxes out before you even see it. So you don't even realize that. But as a business owner, it is your responsibility to put money aside for your taxes. And if you don't, you are gonna get hit with a very scary number at the end of the year. So like you have to take care of that for yourself. And I, I view it the same way with looking at content creation and looking at your marketing. Unless you have the budget to completely hire that out with someone who is aligned in your business, you have to carve out a certain percentage of your time to create these things, just like you have to carve out a certain part of your revenue to pay the tax man. And do you love it? I'm not even saying you have to love it. You don't have to love it. If marketing is not your jam, it's just something you have to do. But if you don't have the ability to hire it out, if you don't have that budget in place, you you do have to kind of prioritize it. So, you know, it's like like you were saying, right? It's, it's all a decision. It's all in your control. But also, you might be setting yourself up for poor results if you don't carve out time at the right time. Yeah, mm, that's beautiful. I think that's really important because, you know, I see a lot of people, especially in my realm of like coaches, consultants, right? Like we love our work. We love showing up and getting on calls with clients, helping them, you know, facilitate whatever transformation that we're giving them and, you know, working with them. And then 
when it comes to marketing, like that's, that's kind of a lower priority. And in my book, even though I know it's important, right. I'm, I'm being completely honest. Like I, I'm not that big of a fan of marketing and content creation. Yeah. And that's like a whole different conversation for sure. And that's why I listen to your podcast, but <laughs> like I make, you know, decisions on when and where to, to put time and energy into my, my marketing and into my content creation. And I want to do so with the best energy, with the best mindset, with the best, you know, X, Y, Z in order to grow my business in, in the most, you know, aligned and authentic way. So I think, yeah, that could be like a whole nother conversation though. I want to like get into tangible things that people can do for time scarcity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be fair, like I love marketing and I still don't get it done on time all the time. I mean, just this morning, my podcast manager messaged me and she was like, hey, um, where's the email that I'm supposed to schedule? And I'm like, don't worry, I'll do it. Like, you know, when I bother to write it. <laughs> so like we all run into this, but yeah, let's get into some of those tangible ways to to handle the time scarcity issue. I think that'll help. Yeah, so, you know, as we're approaching holiday season, what, you know, whatever that means to you as we're approaching sort of like winter. I know that, you know, seasonal transition impacts a lot of folks, including myself. And obviously just in general, like how time scarcity impacts people. I think the most important thing is some, something that we've already touched on, which is like capacity, right? Like actually figuring out your unique capacity in your own life with those external circumstances that we, we chatted about in the beginning with your own, you know, internal circumstances, your own energy, your own like physical well-being, mental well-being, all of these things impact your capacity, each of our capacities. And so, you know, there's tons of different ways to actually figure out one's capacity. I will just share here that the best way in terms of just a quick gut check as you're listening to this episode, like, do you often get everything that you've planned done? <laughs> Yes, no. Uh, What's that gut? No. <laughs> yeah, and most people, you know, most people don't. We plan so unrealistically. We don't plan with our capacity in mind. We don't know our capacity. We often say yes to a ton of things because it's exciting and we want to grow our businesses. Like we have deep motivation and, and passion a lot of the times. But yeah, we don't know our capacity. And so based on that gut check, like what what might your next step be? in order to plan more realistically, which to me equals compassion. I think always like being more compassionate is, is being realistic. So um, through this next season, like, can you put a cap on your to-do list? Can you put a cap on your schedule? Can you enforce better boundaries with meetings? Can you, you know, there's tons of different small things that you can do to start getting more hardcore data. I'm an engineer, so I love data. And so if you don't want to time track or energy track or all of those things, like you can start playing around and experimenting with small little ways to enforce and experiment and get more data on what your capacity actually is. So that's one of my first things that I always talk about with time scarcity. I love that. I went through a time tracking phase like, oh, like eight months ago, maybe something like that. I think I remember. Yeah, you shared that in the mastermind. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> It was an interesting, I, I'm not going to say it was totally eye-opening. Most of it, I pretty much knew. I wasn't that off with most of my client work. I had a pretty good handle on that. I was off on some of my own creation. I will say that. 
And it did lead me to change a few things on how I handle it in my own business and how I teach other people. So that was a really good exercise. But I also learned I was spending far less time on client projects than I actually thought I was. In terms of my overall number of work hours, I was spending only about two thirds of it on actual client work. And then the other third was on either growing my business, developing personally, that kind of stuff. And I, if I had been asked to like take a stab at what that was, I would have said it was a quarter or less, but it turns out it was like a full third. Yeah, I I think I'm thinking about my husband right now too. He's a writer and like his like idea about time is like often morphed. Like I only worked on that, like my, you know, my article for five hours and really it was like 10 and I'm like, what are you saying? Um, Like our ideas about time are are often like really morphed and because it's a morphing blob and that's why like calendars work for a lot of folks because it's visual and you get to actually like put time into something that you can see and make use out of. And so, yeah, like I think that's sort of where mindset comes into play a lot with time is like how we think about it, how we feel about it really impacts what we're able to do with it. So yeah, capacities is one of the biggest things (laughs) that you can do. No, that makes total sense. I I do think realizing how many hours a week I actually had that I was capable of devoting to client work helped me be really good through the last eight months about not taking on too much client work. And it's, it's worked out really well. I was definitely lighter in the summer when most of my clients are doing things like vacationing, things like that. But like, I was really worried about last spring taking on too many clients. I felt like I was at capacity and I was able to refer at least one or two clients out. I was able to put someone off for two months who was not on a rush schedule. And I I don't know that I would have handled that as well if I hadn't been aware of my capacity. Yeah, I love that. And you can also like re, I think a lot of folks, once they do this work, like the more hardcore data around capacity is they get to change their pricing because they open their eyes a lot of time about how much they're making hourly on, you know, the billable and non-billable hours in their business. So yeah, I love looking at when you actually get hardcore data. It's so, it, it, it can be really eye-opening for a lot of folks. Well, and it's interesting when you brought up pricing, right? So a lot of people who give pricing advice, they're like, okay, you have 52 weeks, maybe 50 if you want two weeks of vacation, and then you divide it by 40, and that's your hourly rate. And I'm like, no, because then you're never going to do anything for yourself in your business. You know, maybe you need to develop a funnel for your business. Maybe you need to develop a new content plan. Uh, maybe you want to take a course to, you know, further your skill set. And if you have an hourly rate devoted to you working on clients for 40 hours a week, then you don't have that hourly rate. That's not actually your hourly rate. Like you need to build in cushion there for all of your admin tasks or you're never going to make money. Also, who starts a business to only get two weeks off a year? Yeah, also <laughs> what? <that>. <laughs> but I personally don't believe in hourly rates like ever. I, I think that they're a thing of the past, but that's a whole nother like political conversation. I mean, I agree with you. And yet also I was on a call just last week where a graphic designer is like, well, but what's your hourly rate for that? I'm like, I quote by the project. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. project all the way. Yeah. You know, I think other things that I can just quickly mention here, I know we're probably getting closer on time is like, I've mentioned just doing a gut check around what is your relationship with time? What do you typically say to yourself when it comes to time, productivity, work? Like, do you, 
are you always telling yourself you never have enough time? Are you telling yourself that you're never productive enough, that you never get enough done? Like all of those things are really impacting how you feel about time, period. And you can't, like my thing is you will never find a project management tool or a time strategy or whatever that helps you actually get to the root of that sort of like time scarcity mindset, what you tell yourself, like that's a whole different healing process, just like money mindset, right? You have to heal, you know, what you think and feel about money in order to change your relationship to it. And I think it's time is no different. The difference is that time is finite because it's our life and money is infinite because it could come and go. You're right. You know, time is finite. Money is infinite. So if you have a money scarcity issue, it's a different way of healing than if you have a time scarcity issue, because the reality is time is more scarce than money. Even if you have a good mindset. I, I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but it, I feel like that's true. <laughs> I think like, like, again, like time is this like morphing blob, like that it's life, right? And so technically it's unlimited, but then our life is limited. And so it's like this weird sort of nuance. That's why I love about time is like, it's this problem that you can't ever actually solve because it's not totally yours to solve. That's like a soundbite right there. <laughs> It's kind of trippy, but yeah, like my, I love it. My brain, I think when I was in the mastermind, I read this book about like the physics of time. And I was like looking at, I was doing all these calculus equations and like all this weird stuff around time. And that my dear is where you just lost me at calculus. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Dead. Well, Becca, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for showing up for this conversation for yeah, the ebb and flow of it. And and honestly, for just a little bit of a good perspective on on how I approach time for my own mindset, because it is, as I said at the beginning of this talk, it is 100% something that I am constantly dealing with. And I assume everybody else is the same, but it just feels different for me. I feel like, and also I probably assume this is the same. I feel like I have the most special circumstances in the world and certainly nobody can understand my time issues, but I have a good idea that we all feel that way. <laughs> Usually when that, that's like a good cue for like, wait, this is actually a, a common human problem. Yes. <laughs> Rebecca, if someone would like to find out more about what you're doing, where are you? What are you doing right now? Yeah. So I am the holistic time coach. That's like my business name. I know you probably introduced me at some point, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the holistic time coach and you can go to my website, the holistic time coach. And, you know, right now I'm really focusing on, on me honing my, you know, clarity and, and things and really just serving my clients. I really definitely took a seat back and like worked as little as possible over the last like couple of months, like literally bare minimum, which has been amazing. But yeah, like, you know, developing my own signature framework, super excited about it. And, you know, partly what I do is is helping folks uniquely understand their unique circumstances, whatever is happening in their life inside their own brains to spend their time how they want to follow through with their plans, actually spend their time um, aligned with their core values. And so would love to connect with you if you're listening and and want to shift your relationship to time and create time abundance, which I guess is the opposite of time scarcity. Well, perfect, Becca. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Brittany. All right, Becca, once again, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a wonderful conversation. I know I mentioned it in the episode, but I constantly struggle 
with time scarcity. And this is a topic that is not just near and dear to my heart, but near and dear to my schedule as a busy entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a a mother, a wife, and someone who wants to actually like enjoy living. What a concept, right? So thank you so much to Becca. Please do hop on over to her Instagram or her website. Check her out. I have learned so much just existing alongside her in this wonderful online world we are all in. And I hope you can do the same. 